Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Hello, this is President Donald Trump, and you're listening to Linsanity with Howard Lindzen. I hate that guy. You? It's Howie. Knut, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Today, I'm going to dial in one of my favorite financial people, Ben Hunt at Epsilon Theory on Twitter, and his Epsilon Theory fantastic uh, website, uh, long missives on uh, the world of finance, people, humans, and a uh, very thoughtful conversation. Hopefully, we'll have here for the next 20 or 30 minutes, so uh, stay tuned. Darling in the Benster. Hey, guys. Ben Hunt. Hey, Howard. How are you, man? I'm doing good. We're just prank calling good. financial people on Twitter <laughs> and figures you would pick up. The, of course. Of course. We're testing out my new podcast studio. I finally, with the friend, with the help here of one of my Thunderbird alumni pals, Knut Jensen, who's a wizard, we've turned my office into a uh, podcasting studio. So I get to just call people and chat with them. And you are call my first call. The, You're my first call. No, but, yeah, of course I am. Of course yeah, I, I am. don't know anybody A to G. So uh, <laughs> Ben Hunt, you are on. Uh, we don't even have a name for this. We call it Linsanity, but... Uh, Linsanity, that's a great name. Yeah, so so we've had some great combos. We're, we're not in the same room, so I appreciate you taking the, the time. But just quickly, let's... Uh, Let's pimp the blog and the and the product. Tell tell people a little bit about Ben Hunt and Epsilon Theory. And if you get too long winded, sure, I'll I, cut you off. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know you well. So it's uh, epsilontheory.com. It's a blog I started, gosh, you know, almost exactly six years ago, six years and a couple of months ago. Uh, you know, I started writing it when I wound down my my hedge fund, and I was trying to figure out, you know what the hell was going on in the world. And, uh, you know, just started writing really for myself and sent out a couple of emails to about a hundred people. And it, um, you know, it, it, it struck a chord. I, I think there, there are a lot of people trying to figure out, you know, not just in investing, you know, how the, the, the world has changed and how the fundamentals don't matter and how we, we all seem to be driven by, you know, Fed pronouncements and Trump tweets and everything else. And, but that's what I'm trying to figure out, and uh, it struck a chord, and we've we've got about a hundred thousand people on the email list now, and we get about a quarter million people on the website now, and so it's uh, uh, it's, it's kind of a thing, you know. It's a it's a small it's a big fish in a small pond, you know. Our our world it's not you know traditional media by any stretch, mm-hmm. but it's um, you know just just writing what we're seeing about the world, and you know writing from people who you know, been in markets for a while, but, but also have a perspective on, on what's happening, uh, you know, not just in the, in the, in the markets world, but in the political world too. The, uh, I got, I, I guess maybe through some links a few, three, four years ago, I got, uh, linked into when you were writing about the farm, you live on a farm, correct? 
Yeah, 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 without the woods. I mean, it's a total hobby farm. I I mean, it's just like the the animals are our pets, you know. It's a Jewish farm. We don't actually kill anything. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Yeah, and nobody's killed. But although you lost all your bees this winter. So so I think the bees, coyotes, uh, there's, there's... uh, the two clever oh, yeah, the chickens, the chickens, chickens the goats, the the, the sheep, the sheep, sheep. are, are so classic. All all, all the animals of the farm have a story as it relates to investing. So I urge people go to Epstein. Are the archives available for free? Absolutely. Yeah. So I urge people to go and and uh, spend a, a couple weeks in the archives, <clears throat> as Ben will teach you about how to think about uh, big picture. Uh, investing. And uh, I think the goal is, you know, too many people get into the markets thinking they're going to get rich from the stock market. And maybe one day that was possible. But I think one of the great things about the market for me today is like I try and talk people as you shouldn't be in the markets to get rich. It's for people who kind of unfortunately, to be honest, are rich. Uh, People should be saving and investing in themselves. And um especially since all the money is starting to get made in the angel and, and private markets, you know, companies go public later, but you have a way yeah. of philosophically teaching people how to think about the characters and the, in the, uh, the uh, crime families around the market, not crime families, but you know, just all the different <laughs> factions at play. And so, yeah, cool. yeah. Look, look, yeah. It's it's it's, it's right. And, and look, average, you're, you're totally right. So, so people, I find at least, People like me. I mean, why did I get into markets? Because I, I thought I could figure out the puzzle, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you think, oh, I'm going to find that secret formula that'll you know let me get rich. Yep. And it, and and everyone still thinks that about markets that there's that 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 puzzle that code that you know if only we could crack that code, uh, we can we we can make it work. And frankly, that's never really been what markets are about. But but particularly today, when you know, my, my phrase is that capital markets are being turned into a political utility, mm-hmm. right? That they that they serve this political purpose, which 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 ain't to to, to make you rich, right? right? It's to it's to prop up, you, you know, everything to 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 be like a utility where you're where you're intentionally squelching out volatility, or you're intentionally squelching out the you know, the big risks and the big rewards in favor of, of trying to create this political instrument that, that, you know, always goes up. I mean, when Donald Trump says that the stock market is his scorecard, he's just putting into words what, you know, our last three or four presidents have absolutely known. Plunge protection he, he team. Just, he's calling he just, it a scorecard. And, yeah. And we used to call yeah, it plunge exactly. protection team. That's no, right. very he's interesting. Just, he's just saying it out loud. Yeah, I love when you when you talk about it like that because I, you know, as got to teach these young guys, and you know, and 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 like Jurassic Park, you know, life will find a way. I think the right. the true speculators have moved earlier into the food chain, um, and there's well, myself, I guess, so I, I'm not everybody, but uh, I've moved earlier in the food chain where I think there is alpha and beta. And uh, and a little bit of you know sanity. There is. And a you, little bit of sanity. Yeah, you, yeah, a little bit of sanity. And you know why? I think it's for two reasons, right? The sanity comes for you, Howard, because you are closer to the real freaking world. Yeah. Right. So 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 public markets have been transformed into this uh, casino, right? I mean, I mean the 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 distance between 
a price of a security. It's it's a it's a chip at a casino. It it it's not fractional ownership in the cash flows or the growth prospects of some real world company. So, you know, what you're doing, particularly the the earlier stage you get, you are dealing with the actual people doing actual things in the actual world to actually come up with new ideas that exist in the real world. Right. So that that's why it feels better to you. And and you're also right about the ability to crack a code or to 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 make more money because what you also have available in private markets, you have legal private information. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to talk to know who your manager of that company is and what he or she has done before and what he or she is doing now to make the business work. Mm-hmm. And that that sort of conversation, that sort of information, it's not just hard or impossible to get for a behemoth company like a, you know, Apple or a Microsoft. It's illegal to get, right? So that's, you know, you've had all these structural changes in markets. So, I, you know, when whenever I'm talking to people and they say, I, you know, I'm a smart guy, I want to try to figure out the world and get alpha, right? People talk yeah. about alpha. I say, well, then then get into private stuff and, you know, go as early in the food chain as you can, because that's where it exists. The, but since we can talk about the, since, yeah, since uh, I want to talk about the markets with you, I want to just throw out a couple softballs here that maybe we could talk about. You know, I think you talk about this, we're, we're pulling forward, you know, all the stuff we're taking and, squeezing volatility out of the markets and mm-hmm. trying to make everybody feel good about themselves. Um, like you said, I think at least uh, Fat Nixon is being on it. He's, he's good at naming things, and that's basically, you know, that's what he's done to the market. It's a scorecard. Always has been a scorecard. You know, when there, when there was alpha to be had, it was, you know, that's how hedge funds, you know, that's what hedge mm-hmm. funds called it. It was a mm-hmm. scorecard. Um, but... Talk about a little bit about the Fed and, and interest rates here with interest rates in Europe at zero or negative yeah. and, and going to zero. I personally, I don't get it. I'm, I'm all for it because I keep getting lower interest rates and someone who wasn't into real estate. Now I'm into real estate. Um, what is the, tr- what, what is the end game that you see? Yeah. Well, you know, and I'll tie it back to what you were talking about Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, just saying what people have always thought, but, you know, my phrase for it is they're not even pretending anymore. Right. Right. They're, you know, they're, they're not even making a pretense that these policies are for the real economy, that the policies are designed for uh, the middle class or the working poor or, or whatever they are, they're trotting out as their rationale. You know, they're not even pretending anymore. Right? And that, that's true, certainly in this White House, but it's increasingly true out of the central banks. Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, we when they've talked about the monetary policy of the last decade, right, which has been first we're going to take interest rates down to zero. Okay, I get that. And then we're, uh, we're going to intervene directly in markets. We're going to we're going to buy stuff. We're going to buy financial assets. Mm-hmm. So right now, you know, the central banks, the just the big four own like $22 trillion worth of stuff, yeah. right? And, and and all that acts as like a 
a, a tide that rises to lift all boats. And by boats, I mean nothing in the real economy, but I mean everything in the financial economy. Yeah, crazy. So what? So, right. So yeah. so what you get every time you lower these interest rates to zero and below is you make it easier for corporations to borrow money, right? You say you stuff, I right? get lower lower interest rates on, on what, you know, on whatever the Linzon Empire, you know, needs mm-hmm. to, to, to do. Now imagine that at, at, you know, a scale of, you know, multiple factors of 10 for what an S&P 500 company can do, for what a, uh, uh, an S&P 500 company can do. I mean, they can basically borrow money if you're a European company and, of investment grade size, you can borrow money literally for free, right? You you have you have bonds that are out there now that that, that have a negative rate. I mean, this isn't a government buying. I mean, that's bad enough or borrowing. This is a this is a private company, right? Uh, yeah. And so 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 but but so what do you do with that, right? So you've got you've got all the money you could possibly have if you're a, if you're a corporation, and. You know, think about well. All right, what am I going to do about it? Am I going to, you know, build a new factory with that with that money? It's like, well, why would I do that, right? Why why would I take that sort of risk? I have risk free money. Mm-hmm. Why would I take an actual risk in the real economy with that money? Why why would I pay people more money or hire people or take a chance? So, what do you do? Buy back stock can, and just perpetuate the circle? Exactly. Right, that's what you do. It is. It is not. It's not evil. It's not and criminal. It's, not, it's, it's just, just smart. It's not criminal. It's perfectly smart. It's perfectly rational. Right, is what I would do if I were, you know, Tim Cook or or, or, or whoever. Right, mm-hmm. and so it 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 has this 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 impact of continuing to push forward financial asset prices without doing what it was supposed to do, quote unquote, when, mm-hmm. you know, Fed chairs, you know, Janet Yellen, all we're doing this for, you know, next generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're doing this for the real economy because it's going to make it, you know, so much easier for you to, you know, buy a house, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right. But, mm-hmm. but the, the, the fact is if, if what's holding you back from buying a house is whether the, you know, the, the, the mortgage rate is going to be, you know, 4% or, 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 or 3.8%, right? right? It's not the interest rate that's holding you back from buying the house. Yeah. Uh, it's the and, interest and so, rate that's so, holding me back from buying my fourth house. <laughs> right, no, I mean, right? I swear yeah. to God, if you had told me five years ago, like I was talking to Fred Wilson, he goes, dude, you're going to have five houses. And I go, what kind of maniac would have five houses? That seems like a headache. I'm at three. I have a house that's a podcast studio. Like, I mean, it's so, yeah. so yeah. I don't know, maybe that's productive. Meaning, instead of having a $6,000 mortgage on one house, I have $7,000 mortgage on three houses. Like, that's good math. Them's good math. Yeah, but it, 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 it definitely works for you, Howard. That's what I'm and, saying. It's not it, working for, it totally, that's now, it. I'm not exactly. buying these massive monstrosity houses and filling them with ornaments. They're just... Places to put my Lulu clothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's my van shoes and my Lulu clothing. Yeah. I have storage for that. Yeah. No, it's so really what I bizarre. Mean when I say that they're that they're not even pretending is is you know, you know when the when Jay Powell and now Draghi are talking, they they 
they hardly even give lip service anymore to the idea that, oh, we're doing this for the little guy. We're doing this for the real economy. No, they're doing it to keep the market propped. Yeah. Right. And this is, and this is what I mean by political utility because it, you can't let it go now. You can't let, I mean, well, you know, Trump won't let you let it go, but there's, yeah, there's, he'll be no, promising there's no politician. 40,000 by, by <laughs> primary right, election. Right. There's no politician that's willing to let this go because the, 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 the whole ball of wax comes unglued. So yeah, that's what's going on. And they're, they're not pretending and you know, it's, it's going to keep going. It's going so to keep which going. brings me to two things you wrote about. So that, that there was, uh, I'll get closer to my kid. That was, you know, the active passive bubble thing where you called it more of a behavior bubble. There was an argument going on the web, which, uh, yeah. seems to happen a lot on the, uh, worldwide web, <laughs> the worldwide d- divided web is that, I don't know, some smart dude said, oh, Malbusen or Mabusen or ultimate fighter mm-hmm. of finance said, uh, or no, 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 it's the guy called the OA crisis or whatever his name, Michael Berry. Yeah, Burry, Burry, Burry. but, but, but Mabusen was also kind of on that side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like I am, yeah. Yeah, and saying it's a bubble and passive investing. First of all, it's not even passive. These are active, all these things aren't passive funds. They're all, they're all quant funds. S&P 500 is a quant. It's a momentum fund, cap-weighted momentum fund. And then, other people are saying it's not a bubble and you're just saying, well, listen, it's, it's a behavioral bubble. You know, we, you might as well buy the dip. Like I was making, you know, when will buying the dip not work, but we've created this like uh, rats on a treadmill where we're behaviorally taught people to buy this dip. But to be honest, it's not a bad thing. If you know the end game is if, if the markets are politicized and you should be buying the dip. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, well, you know, there's going to be an, another, another forty percent decline in the markets." Yeah. You know, and we we know that that's going to happen. I'm saying, do we? Do we really? Yeah. I, I mean, this is what it means to turn it into a political utility, right? And so that what has to happen before the market breaks is that our politics have to break. I like that. And 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 and. <laughs> That could happen. It could happen right? any that's day, what right? I'm trying like, to write about now. It could happen I mean, any our day. Politics could break, but you don't think but, it will. But that I, has to happen first. Yeah, and I think that's you and I have. First. Yeah, trying to so now trying to call the top is about calling the top of when politics will break, not when the markets will break. It it, it really is. It really is. And, and and breaking in politics doesn't mean another you know, trade war crisis, or it doesn't mean, oh, another Euro crisis. I, I mean, this is, these are the the events that all of our central bank protections and propping up are designed to, to you know, resist. I, I think there are two, and they, these are political events, right? There are two political events that break us, meaning that break the market, right? The first is if you get just the the, the the full out essentially kind of civil war, right? Where yeah, Trump, you know, loses the election in twenty twenty, but he says, No, I want to recount, you know, or something right. or something like that. And, you know, a year ago or even two years ago, I would say, you know, give me give me a break. I mean that that can't possibly happen. But shit, man, I don't know that that can't happen. It's gonna right? happen. <laughs> I don't know that that can't happen. Yeah. It, nice. He's a, he's that, a bully, that, and if he feels protected, uh, you know, then he'll try it. I, I, I wouldn't even blame him yeah. at this point because 
uh, the other side's still confused. So, so we'll end with this. Make protect. That's one. That's one. Right. Yeah. So that's one. That's that's mm-hmm. one way that politics can break. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the least le- the least likely way. Right. Here's a way that I think is is almost a slam dunk for how the politics breaks. And that is, I don't care who's elected in 2020. I don't care if it's Trump getting reelected or Warren or Sanders or Biden. I I think the first thing that the new resident of the Oval Office or continuing resident of the Oval Office does is they say, hey, you know what? I want to make an announcement. We're going to do $2 trillion in a new bond program, a fiscal spending program. Hmm. And if it's Trump, he'll call them infrastructure bonds. And if it's Elizabeth Warren, she'll call them green bonds. It'll be the same thing. It'll be $2 trillion worth of spending not on buying up bonds like the Fed's been doing so far, right? Mm-hmm. But on spending in the actual economy. Mm-hmm. And the Fed will monetize it. The Fed say, yeah, the Fed will say, yeah, we'll buy that. Or we'll buy half of them or, you know, three-fourths of them. And so this is when you get – and this is modern monetary theory. This is, this is you know, trillion, $2 trillion deficits just as far as the eye can see. This is the sort of thing that, that, that actually, I think, really does break markets or break our politics mm. uh, pretty quickly, because at that point, you know, bear with me on this, but at that point, then taxes, you know, they're not even pretending anymore that we're taxing in order to pay our way, mm. right? <laughs> right. You know, there's not even pretending that, you know, oh, that's what taxes are for. Mm. No, and if, if the taxes aren't for that, well, what do we have taxes for, Howard? And the answer is going to be we have we have taxes to achieve some form of social justice, mm. right? And 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 Trump's got his view of what that means, which I don't agree with. And Elizabeth Warren's got her view of what that means, which I also don't agree with. You know, but but that's where we're going, where where the the spending goes from propping up financial assets to direct spending in the economy. And the role of taxing, right, goes from, oh, that's how we get the money to pay for what we're doing. And it goes to being a weapon that the government uses for whoever's in power to achieve whatever, you know, political goals they have. And that breaks us, man. That, that, that you know, we're not designed to, 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 to resist that. Interesting. And so in the meantime, until we get there, you've, you just recently wrote, which I loved, um, about you know if you you know the the time to resist may not be now, and you just wrote a, a long thesis called "Make, Protect, Teach," mm-hmm. part of the long now. Yeah. So, and, and summarize that for me. I could read some of it, but I don't want to bore people with my voice. No, so, no, look, the, it's pretty no, moving. The point is about politics, right? The the, yeah. the point is that our political parties are. And I think everybody feels this, right? Are, are broken, right? I mean, the, the 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 Republicans are this creature of of Trump and MAGA, right? The 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 Democrats are not far behind, and there is no middle anymore. It it it, it really is this widening gyre, uh, you know, to use the old you know Keats poem, right? Where where the center does not hold. And that's been building for years, for, for, for a decade now. 
it's accelerated dramatically, and it continues to accelerate. This isn't a mean reverting phenomenon. We don't just magically go back to, you know, centrist policy and these uh, middle-of-the-road politics. We continue to spin off our axis here until it breaks. And like I say, it, it can it can break badly in this sort of, you know, jackboot authoritarianism. No, I don't believe that that election actually took place the way, you know, the results say it did. Or it can happen with spinning off this axis in the, I'll call it kind of smiley face authoritarianism, where, you know, we're the government and we're going to spend all this money in the way we think we should spend and we're going to tax the people we think we should tax and it's it's all for the greater good. Either way, it breaks us. And, and it's not either way. It's I don't want to be part of that political party, but I do want to be political, meaning that I, I think the 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 best we can do right now is to find ways to keep these small L liberal virtues and these small C conservative virtues alive, and 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 that means joining in in a in a local communities, and that can be local in the form of, of physical and geographically based or, you know, virtually based. Uh, that's how we, 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 I think, survive yeah, small to ball. come out the other side of this. Gotta it's small ball. ball. It's exactly right. Exactly right, Howard. Why do we even talk to each other if we just keep agreeing with each other? I need somebody <laughs> to just say fucking idiots. You two idiots. Canute, say something. You socialist. I'm not a socialist. I'm from Norway, but it doesn't mean I'm socialist. Okay, you're Muslim. And you have uh, all this free money floating around too with your lucky North Sea money over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, but now everybody wants to be green there. They want to stop <laughs> pulling oil out of the ground. Oh, see, it's, it's bad everywhere. So, uh, Ben, bad uh, everywhere. the good news is it's the weekend, and... Um, but uh, I'm glad we get to have. Now that I got this set up, we can we can chime in with you uh, whenever. But I, I think the key takeaway is you got, the markets are a utility at this point, and I hate saying yep. that because I love the markets and I still enjoy watching them all day just because of the human behavior and trying to you know skim a little bit here and there. Uh, and the people involved yeah, look, in the market but, are but better it's, it's than ever. Of, that's the way I feel too, Howard. It's kind of yeah. sad, right? Yeah. But. but but you can't say it's good or bad. It just is. And, and that's, that's how you th- got to think about markets. you got to take what the market gives you. Yep. And what the market is right now is that utility. And that, you know, you got to take what they give you. Well, there's also lots of signal for me. I think what, what, while people are trying to beat the market, I'm just reading the market to see how it affects private markets. Uh, so there is signal there. It's just I use it differently. I don't use it to try and beat the indexes. I think, I think we've hit an era where... One great thing about the markets is that there's enough people in it that you get market returns. Just, just you know, the market is the market, and those are the returns. And you know, maybe the game will change again one day soon. But right now, you know, at least it gives you market returns, and you can focus on maybe something more productive, which is starting companies. You know, make you know stuff like you said, like being small ball, and when the time comes to change, we'll be ready. Right on, brother. Right on. All right, so have a great weekend. Thanks for being my first guest on uh, in the new podcast room, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thanks, Howard. Anytime. Right. See you, buddy. Bye. And so there you have it. Ben Hunt, no hold barred, chatting with me and Canute on uh, Linsanity, my new podcast room. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back 